ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Fighting Words podcast. My name is Jim Amato, play-by-play commentator. And uh, my guest at this time is a very perplexing individual, a complex individual, someone that I've had a history with, Benjamin C. Steele, man- uh, manager extraordinaire, we'll say. It is, it is your pleasure, not only uh, working in this company, but uh, being on the podcast as well. I'm a man of many talents. I'm a man of many skills. I'm a podcaster. I am a go-getter. And what an honor it is for you, for the Fighting Words podcast. You, you and me. This is a great team. Yeah, you have podcasts as often as they have as they have elections every few years. Touche. Okay. Um, to to start this out because some people may not know that you and I actually know each other outside of professional wrestling, unfortunately. And a a small gem that we will unearth here on this Fighting Words podcast. Something that that's why we kind of put this project together so those those little gems that people may not be familiar with will shine some light on it. I could either credit or blame you for me sitting here talking with this uh, with this microphone now because it was actually you that went to the boss man over a decade ago and said, hey, let's give Jim a try. Well, I am uh, quite a man of power, and I am a gem. Thank you for that, by the way. I, I wield my power responsibly. I, I try and help the young kids, as I did with you. You're welcome. I still haven't forgiven you. Well, you are welcome uh, nonetheless, but but that's what I do. Uh, I help people. I get their foot in the door. There was an opening. Uh, the person who held the job before you. Uh, is the reason the mute button was invented, and, yeah, he and was terrible. I felt there needed to be uh, some 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 legitimacy to the commentary booth, and that's what you bring. So you're welcome, as are all the people that uh, listen to your voice. And and the backstory on the how that all came up will be a Patreon exclusive somewhere at some point in time. But the point is, when a spot opened up, I used all my communication skills and took the job that had a very low bar, and hopefully I've elevated it at least a few a few notches. So I will either credit or blame you for me being here. Well, you I will say this might be the only nice thing I say about you, God but you. you do a very good job when you're talking about me. Don't be afraid to pat yourself on the back. It's a, it's a platform for self-promotion. Well, I do have two hands. Anyway, you were here for several, several years. Um, you started with the Pro Wrestling Express promotion and... Um, I, I've gone on the record and saying it, and this isn't a knock on anybody else, and that's that's um, not wrestling hyperbole. I'm just being honest here. You were the best manager in Pittsburgh, and there, there are some other good ones and some not-so-good ones, but you really had an eye for this industry over the course of 17 years. You spent, I believe, 14 of those 17 years in PWX on a regular basis. And it was 2015, I believe, that you had uh, left under less than stellar terms. I had asked you at the time what the circumstances of you leaving were, and I asked you if it was your decision or their decision, because I felt, and I'm just being honest here, I felt as if for, for if management had decided BC Steel wasn't worth the time, then management was making a huge mistake. I had come to find out that it was your decision. You left on your own. Yes. Uh, so, without getting yourself in too much trouble, as you seem to do on a regular basis, what was uh, what was the? I'll just ask you straight up: what was the reasoning behind it? Well, we will just say that the 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 road that uh, Pro Wrestling Express at the time was going down was not a road that I felt was conductive to good business. Uh, I have a business degree; I've been around the wrestling business for a long time, so I understand how things work. 
I'm a creative person. I am, I'm a modest person as well, but I, I know how to get things done. And I know normally what is best for you business. You only told a few lies. And well, that, and that's, I normally know what is best for business to coin a phrase. So that is what I saw. And that, uh, my vision was not the company's vision at the time. And now I did leave under very quick, very auspicious circumstances. And I won't say that I burnt the bridge as much as I chopped it up to make sure that I wouldn't be able to go back over. Uh, obviously, uh, construction over time has maybe mended the bridge. I don't know if it's as strong as it was before. I said early on that I'm here for a good time or a, a short time. We'll find out which one that is. But going forward, the most important thing is Benjamin C. Steele is back in this company. And the man that really brought me back, two people, one was Robert Parker Williams pointing out the talent of Brohemoth. Well, I'll, I'll, I'll cover both because that's part of the reason we're here to, to cover these things. Um, while I don't agree with RPW's philosophy on how he conducts himself in the ring, I've said it several times in the past, and I'll continue to say it because I believe it's true, one of the most underrated in-ring athletes in Pittsburgh. Um, for you, when you left, did you personally feel undervalued or underappreciated? I would say for every company that I've ever worked for, uh, at some point or another, I felt undervalued. Uh, at one point or another, I felt that the emphasis on what a manager is wasn't used. I would say here, I have felt it less than just about any other place I've worked. Uh, I've been given positions of power, as currently. Smart decision. Uh, again, that, that, as I mentioned, my business acumen, I'm the guy that you want in that role. I have felt that there have been times where I'm like, maybe I'm not getting my just due. But there's two ways to do that. Uh, three ways, actually. One, you can fight through that. Two, you can take your ball and go home. Or three, you can whine about it on social media and anybody who will listen. I, of those three, normally do not choose the latter because I am an adult and I find a way to fight through that. There's no corner that you can put me in that I can't get myself out of, both business, both strategically, both in any aspect of life that you want to throw out there. So uh, currently now, my focus, as I've said in interviews before, is Robert Parker Williams, myself, Dash Bennett, and CJ Sensation. And with my new role being the boss, as, as you and many others can refer to me, my focus is the betterment of everyone. Uh, going back to the, the way things were, going back to the good old days with a little bit of mix of my flavor. And what could be better? What could be better than the flavor of BCS? I can think of many things that are better, but we're not gonna we're not gonna get into that. However, uh, one thing that I, I need to, I mean, you brought up your, your return here to this promotion with um, your real life best friend, Robert Parker Williams. What was it that specifically brought the two of you back together? Who, who dropped that idea and thought, hey, it's possible? Because you said you chopped up the bridge. And at the time, and hopefully I'm not breaking the fourth wall too much, I said to you, you'll be back eventually. And your exact words were, Hell no, I'm not going back. There, there's one man. Uh, first of all, Robert Parker Williams and I always have an eye on talent. I, the second you don't evolve and the second you don't know what's going on in and around the area is the second you start to die off. So I know what talent was in the area. And Robert Parker Williams uh, made his surprise return back at Beast Brawl. Uh, and I was scheduled to be with him. Unfortunately, I broke my foot. You fell down uh, one step. I was saving a puppy. And no, you weren't. Orphans I, from I a burning building. You, no, you were just clumsy. Don't lie to the people. Step. You're a liar. Uh, 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 there's a lot of people saying that, not just me. Believe me. Uh, let me tell you, though, that I, I, I saved orphans. I saved a puppy. And I'm a better person for it. They're a better person for it. I was given the key to the city of... Um, but um, 
going forward with that, if I can get back on the topic, Bohemoth is what brought me back. Robert Parker Williams told me there is a kid there that has all the talent in the world. He has all the ability in the world. He has people behind him. And no matter how I feel about that, for him, that is something to be said. That's what he thrives on. I respect that. So what Robert Parker Williams and I wanted to do was pull him from here and take him to, to other places. I know that I have burnt bridges, I have uh, crumbled some, and I have demolished and blown some up, but I have clout in certain places where I can get a guy in the door. That's what I wanted for Behemoth. I wanted him to, to expand his horizons, so to speak. I know he has unfinished business here, I respect that, but if you want to grow as a professional wrestler, you need to take chances. And I was willing to pull Behemoth along, but uh, the ultimate disrespect you can show me is to defy me to to go against the grain of what I'm trying to offer to if I tell you that two plus two is five and the sky is orange then two plus two is five and the sky is orange if I tell you it's raining you grab an umbrella you don't check for yourself that is what I offered to Brahimith, but he thought he knew better and that's fine you know not everybody needs to to take my advice but to do it in such a way that I felt the disrespect Robert Parker Williams felt the disrespect a lesson needed to be taught and that lesson is not over we're not veterans that will sit around and complain about the young kids and, and just mutter about how these kids don't get it. We want to show them what that lesson is. And you can call it the lesson, you can call it tough love, but Brahimith is learning it and he will continue to learn until we feel that he has gotten it through his head. Now that, that has proved to be a little bit difficult with your Danny Abels getting involved, with, with your Zeke Mercers getting involved. We have OSHA behind us uh, at all times and we've got Ronnie Starks. We've, we've got a lot going on but, but the, the goal right now is behemoth. That is the focus. That's what brought me back. And I will not rest until that situation is put to an end. Well, you certainly haven't lost any of your lung capacity. That Thank was, you. That was a very detailed explanation. But I'm, I'm still going to follow up on it. You said that it was RPW that gave you the word about behemoth. And again, hopefully I'm not getting too personal with this. But you weren't even following the goings-on of Fight Society. You were completely checked out. You had no interest in returning, it was RPW that was able to give you the heads up about Barohemoth. Well, the benefit of where we are with technology is you can get caught up to speed very quickly. There's no excuse for somebody to be misinformed or uneducated. And that's not just for professional wrestling. But when Robert Parker Williams informed me that, hey, there's this guy, Barohemoth, I had heard the name. I knew who he was. I knew what he was about. But I needed to see firsthand what he could do. So I watched matches with Behemoth. I did my homework on Behemoth. I asked mutual acquaintances of Behemoth and myself, hey, what's this guy like? What makes him tick? Do you think he has something that I can work with that can go to the next level? I still think he does. I would love it if he just finally said, you know what, BC, you were right. You were absolutely right. You, you, you knew what was going on the whole time. I should have listened to you. I did my homework. I mean, come on, you, you know that I'm, I don't just do this as a, as a fun little side hobby. I take this very seriously. So I read up on Rahimoth. I, I got my PhD in all things bro, so to speak. And with that, I got caught up to speed on what's going on in the former fight society, now PWX, which we do need to address, by the way, because I'm a boss around here. But, um... Would you, you know, know, would you like me to step out? You can just talk to yourself if you'd like. You know, I, there are two mics here. I could do both. I could do one voice like, hey, I'm BC. What do you got to say? Well, thank you, BC. Let me just address it. I could do that if you'd like. Trust me. If it wouldn't be for the fine people in US, I would not be sitting here right now. However, I do, I do need to ask this because 
I'll, I'll just say it again. Brohemoth was one of the people that you asked me about because I was still here while you had decided to step away. I've said it before, and I've, and I've said it again. Brohemoth is undoubtedly raw potential. However, if Brohemoth wants to go on his way, why do you continue to antagonize this guy? Why not just let him have a career? Have you ever tried to get somebody to do something, and even though you know it's best for them, they won't do it? Have you ever had that? Have you ever tried to give somebody advice and, and try to show them a better way and they won't listen? Yeah, it reminds me of a terrible ex-girlfriend, but if I explain that, this podcast would be about 38 hours. Well, plus, I, I don't know if, if she will be listening, but Let's hope uh, not. I'm sure she's probably still on probation or in jail. But be that as it may, uh, the I almost forgot the question because you threw me off with that. What was the question? Why are you antagonizing Brohemoth? Because of what I just said. Thank you very much. The reason I'm antagonizing Brohemoth is he doesn't listen. That's the problem. People do not listen. So you are so egotistical to think that because you're BC. And I, I listen, I've been singing your praises for the past 10 minutes on this podcast. You are very knowledgeable. You have a business degree outside of professional wrestling. Why not just let the guy have his career? Because I've seen people make the same mistake. Robert Parker Williams and I were waving the flag for this company for the longest time. Robert Parker Williams got ousted through no fault of his own. I chose to blow up the bridge and 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 shoot fireworks off on it to make sure that it was destroyed. But I don't want that for Brahima. I want him to realize what's going on now. I am a genius. I am a Mensa level IQ. It's like I've come down from the mountain with two stone tablets and I'm reading the Ten Commandments of what it is to be professional wrestlers nowadays. I have that knowledge, so why wouldn't I impart it? And why would somebody not listen? I keep repeating myself. I know it's the redundancy department of redundancy, but it needs to be said when I speak, it is gospel. There is no doubt. If you think that what I'm saying isn't true, then you're either in denial or you're not smart enough to know any better, period. Next question. Well, I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take a, a, a little a more humble approach, let's say, a little, a little more uh, precise approach in this. You, you've just said that you and RPW were PWX through and through for many years. Some would say, and you said yourself, you have a Mensa-level IQ. Maybe it was you that didn't put that into full effect, and you don't want to see someone else make that same mistake. Is that what we're getting at here, or is this all just an ego trip for BC Steel? Well, ego notwithstanding, obviously I have a very large ego, or else I wouldn't be doing what I do. But you know what? That's a good point. I've never looked at it from that side. As smart as I am, even I miss a, a, a small twinge now and then. So maybe that is the case. I don't want Berhamit Berhamit to go down that path. I don't want him to have to completely flip out on management someday and and think, oh, man, maybe that was too far. Oh, that wasn't the best way to do it. Or, man, I wonder what everybody thinks after I did that. I don't want that for him. I want him to be the guy like Shane Taylor that I compared him to. You want to go down names? Fine. Like a Sterling James Keenan, now known as Corey Graves, that saw, you know what? I've done all I can. I need to move on. And he moved on. Other guys that have moved on from this area, Elias in WWE. Uh, uh, the former DJZ, uh, who is now in NXT. I mean, the names go on and on and on. Dr. Britt Baker from AEW. There's a point where you need to say, you know what? I love Pittsburgh. I love everything I've done, but I either need to move to a different part or I need to move out of it. And that is where I see Brohemoth right now. So I want him to be that next guy to put his name on that list. And yes, I do want a small piece of it. I saw that talent in Shane Taylor. I've seen it in other individuals. So why would you not look at my track record and go, yeah, I need to do whatever he says? 
and it would only cost him X amount of dollars to do that. Let's be well, honest here. First of all, there, there's a basic principle of economics. And for you dummies that are listening, you might want to get a pen and paper. The basic principle of economics is there's no such thing as a free lunch, meaning anytime you get something for free, it is coming from somebody else. If I give you knowledge right now on what stocks you should buy, I am spending my time to give you that knowledge. If I tell you, Bohemoth, hey, this is what you need to do to grow as a professional wrestler. I'm taking my time. I'm taking my experience. I'm, I'm going to take a percentage because that's the way things work. You get what you pay for. And if you pay for me, you get the Rolls Royce. Get a little flustered, man. Can we can we get to the big news of the day here about about my new role? Can we talk about this? Yeah, and this is one that was a surprise to me. On no format sheet, and this is legitimate, ladies and gentlemen, that I that I know what was going to take place here um, before we went off the air. How did this all come about? Well, I will give a brief backstory. Uh, the word that you used earlier on uh, my role in management here. In Pro Wrestling Express, that's PWX, where the men are separated from the boys, because Pro Wrestling in Pittsburgh is spelled PWX. Actually, there's other letters and not a... You get the idea. But there was a, a group around here by the name of Legion, and I was put in control. I gained control. Some would call it a coup, but some people would say a lot of things about me. But I gained control, and I gained power. There was no signed document where I ever gave that up. I had a plan to retake that, but unfortunately, that went by the wayside. And then Robert Parker Williams actually pointed out to me, he said, you know, if you wanted to go down the route of, of your legal background and, and legal talents and, and friends and family, you could own this place. And I said, I could own the place, but that's stress. I'd rather just run it as my playground. And, and I'd rather be the, the constructor. The, the, I'm like the foreman. I need a hard hat and watch people build things as I tell them what to do. No, you can cut a promo, so you're not going to be the foreman. Well, I can do that too, be that as it may. Very nice reference. I'm sure somebody's going to hate you for that. I'd like to point the views of Jim LaMotta are not that of Benjamin C. Steele. The views of Benjamin C. Steele are perfect and by themselves. But I'm going to bring back respect. I'm going to bring back the good old days. So I want everybody to gather around because with me as the captain of the ship, we are this close. I know people can't see, but you see how close my, my pointer finger and thumb are right now? We are this close close away from you know, greatness for someone that has a men legitimate mental level IQ. It's an audio podcast. Well, I know that I'm telling you so you can explain to the people how close my fingers are. Tell them how close my fingers are. Go ahead. Come on. They're close. And that's how close we are to greatness happening. And I'm telling you as God is my witness, as sure as my name is Benjamin C. Steele with an E on the end, by the way, idiots that don't put the E on the end. As soon as that, as sure as that is my name, this company will be great again. Sounds like somebody else that can't cut a promo. You just said I could. So see there now, now who's the, you the missed flip -flopper. the second reference. The point, the point of it, and I'm going to just say it here. What, what is the obsession with the good old days? It's 2019. The argument could be made that what happened in 1998 was great. It was Pittsburgh wrestling history, which I, which I sit up there with Paul Atlas every event and he is a book of knowledge he's a hell of a good dude he's accomplished a lot and i truly enjoy working with him however even atlas will tell you the time has moved on so you tell me what is the value of pro wrestling express in 2019 and that's not a loaded question i'm just asking you i have 2019 eyes with the benefit of 20 year hindsight i can take something that i see 
as potential, that I know what it can be, and I can see that vision better than anybody else, and I can make it happen. I can use the things that we learned back in the day that worked, that didn't work, and make that go forward now. Fact of the matter is, if there is a smart promoter or matchmaker or office man in in the city or, or the surrounding area, I'm the guy you want to talk to. I've worked for every company. I've seen the good. I've seen the bad. I see guys that shouldn't be able to buy a pair of boots, let alone lace them up and become a professional wrestler. I've seen guys with wasted potential. I've seen guys that could have been something but had other issues outside of wrestling, sometimes a wife or girlfriend, that permitted them from doing that. So I know every variable that you can throw at me for a wrestler, for a wrestling company, for a business. I can make that something. I can weed out the bad and bring in the good. It is a new day. It is a new era. I quite frankly appreciate some of the stuff you've said, but your tone got a little bit testy from time to time. I I would ask you as a man of power and a man of respect that you address me as such going forward. And we need to end this because I have other business to attend to. Well, I've got I've got two more questions for you. Okay. Number one, you've talked about how you're gonna twenty years of hindsight. And and that's 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 a valid point. I'm not taking that away from you. But you tell me legitimately, how are you not gonna repeat the mistakes that put PWX far behind and led to the emergence of the fight society to begin with? Tell me legitimately without the hyperbole, what is going to be different about PWX in 2019? Let me give you an analogy. I just clapped. Please don't clap again. Not a problem. I'm not going to clap. You, you just did it again. You clapped. You're right. I apologize that I clapped after I said I wouldn't. And I have no guarantee that I'm not going to clap in the future. But what I will tell you is I'm going to make my best effort because I remember the look on everybody's face when they said, don't clap, and I clapped. I remember that. So what, what, the, what I bring to the table is I actually learn. I don't just speak these things. I live them. I'm not somebody that's going to come in and say, well, everybody's going to uh, be raking in the money. Yeah, and, the uh, overseas deal is coming, right? Yeah, it's, it's not going to be that. I'm going to be legitimate. I'm going to be forthright. I'm going to tell people what it is, and there's two options. If you like it, great. Come under the learning tree of Benjamin C. Steele, under my umbrella, Ella. If you don't like it, well, there's the door. There's more wrestlers than there are spots. So I can pick and I can choose and I can pluck and I can bring in this guy and that girl and this dude and that dude. And I can shove people out the door as I see fit. So you you can uh, uh, pass on to the people that my knowledge far extends just this company. It far extends just the wrestling businesses as we have discussed. And if you're going to put somebody in charge, if you're going to put somebody at the helm, why not put somebody there who's not afraid to ruffle feathers, who always has the money mindsets, and the better I do, the more money that's going to come in. And quite frankly, as, as I may state, if you're going to go with a winner, why not go with Benjamin C. Steele? My track record, my history precedes me. The guys that I have managed alongside of, the guys that I have managed to defeat, superstars, and the business that I have ran. So give me a shot. That's all I ask. My modesty and my uh, my achievements will impress you. All right, final question, and then we'll wrap this up. What makes a good manager? Because I have seen many of people who were just plainly too unathletic to be professional wrestlers assume that being a manager means standing outside the ring. So 
with this platform, just for just for my own enjoyment, because I believe this needs to be said for the betterment of this industry, what makes a good manager? Well, it's not being the fifth ring post, that's for sure, because we have four of those. We don't need a fifth one to stand there. Being a good manager, you need to know one, you are the sizzle, you are the side dish. You are not the steak. The steak is what's in the ring getting the job done. Now, the sizzle and the the side dish can benefit from the main course. There's no doubt about that, but you are not the show. You are the accoutrement, if you will, to the actual show. Secondly, you have to do just like you would do anything else. You have to study. You have to get better. You have to learn. You have to train. You, you don't go into a hospital and say, you know what? I'd like to do heart surgery today. And they say, well, you know what? You're not a surgeon, but uh, you know we'll let you be a nurse. Uh, and I'm not degrading nurses compared to heart surgeons. Don't tweet me and whine about it. But I'm saying there is a more schooling that it takes to be a heart surgeon than yeah. a nurse. So they don't say, well, you know, you can't do this, but we'll just let you to be the orderly today. That's not what this is. Being a manager is just as painstaking and, and training, and, and there are bumps and bruises and highs and lows as it is being a professional wrestler. So like you would do anything else, learn. Practice your craft. Learn from the best. Bobby Heenan, Jim Cornette, J.J. Uh, Dillon, Paul Heyman, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. I know we're going to go down that line. If you're a woman, Sherry Martell. Uh, Tammy Sitch, Sonny to you and me, Francine, the li- and that list goes on and on. Do your homework. That's what you need to do. And uh, to, to tag on to that, because it's, well, this is one of the few points that you and I will completely agree on, as far as what I do, play-by-play, play, just because you can form a sentence doesn't mean that you should do commentary. That's true. Okay, you have a guy who's funny at parties? Great. That doesn't mean he's a manager. Okay, you, ha- you uh, have a guy that paid a bunch of money so you could bring in a superstar? Great. He shouldn't be doing your commentary. I don't care how somebody gets into the business, whether they paid their dues for 10 years and they're finally getting their shot or whether they're sleeping with somebody and they're on the show because they're sleeping with somebody. That doesn't matter to me. What matters to me is how seriously do you take it once your foot is in the door? That's the the key to the whole thing. Well said, and that was probably the most uh, accurate and honest thing that you said. But we are out of time. Um, our wonderful producer, Missy, is telling me that we need to start uh, wrapping this up and to be quiet and to shut up because I'm always glad to hear someone tell you to shut up. My name is Jim Omada. He's BC Steel, the future of the Pro Wrestling Express in 2019, something I didn't think we would be talking about, but you've heard it here. And uh, make sure you join us next time for the Fighting Words podcast. See you later. This show is a member of the Sorgatron Media Podcast Network. Find out more at sorgatronmedia.com.